0: Hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies
1: and techniques from some of the top markers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit.
0: If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Did did you drink a Red Bull today? You're like, let's go. I had
0: like two coffees.
1: It's all good. (laughs) Today, the power of VAs and why you should...
0: Should hire them. I want to know more. I can't wait. I know this I know you want to know more too. Very exciting topic. Yes. And by you, I mean you guys listening. Because (laughs) well, before we get started, Fonse, do we have a sponsor today? Yes, we do have a sponsor, and today's sponsor
1: is your own the Beast Bros, ourselves. We sponsor our own episodes with Content Momentum. Guys, what is Content Momentum? You might be asking yourself. Well, if you have a long-form piece of content, just like this one that you're listening to or watching, right? we can turn it into value-packed, buy sites, assets, so then you can send it like little minions all over social media and get more clients. Simple as that. So if you're interested, if you want us to help you right, get your time back, Mm -hmm. put this process Mm -hmm. into your content machine, just light in the DMs, at Beast Bros Co., Facebook, Ooh. Instagram, we want to talk to you.
0: Awesome, guys. Please don't forget, go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone. And follow us on social media, at Beast Bros Co. That's right. And if you find this
1: episode impactful, which I am sure you will, because today's guest is absolutely amazing, don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review.
0: So the first time we came across today's guest was actually while working on one of our clients' podcast repurposing. Up to this point, we've heard about the power of VAs, but what this person brought to the table was a whole different level.
1: Yes, yeah, right. You know what? You know why am I excited about today's episode? Tell me, tell one me. One word. Leverage, baby. Well, those Ooh. are two, but so the one word is leverage. It just, just leverage. I just added the baby. <laughs> Today's guest, besides being a pretty epic business guy, of course, has leveraged the power of virtual assistants up to the point of building an eight figure business, babe. Do you really need another reason, to, you know, to
0: listen to today's episode? That's right. Today's guest is the co-founder of FreeUp, which he started in 2015 with an investment of $5,000 and later sold for a juicy exit. Our guest, lots of oh, yeah. Now he co-founded Outsource School to educate entrepreneurs on how to effectively hire and scale VAs. Honestly, game changer. I can't wait, guys.
1: Please welcome Co-founder of Outdoor School and the one guy you should trust your VAs to
0: Mr. Nathan Peirce What an intro, what's up guys What's up, Nathan, what's up man? Nathan welcome Welcome to the party man, welcome to the party Thanks for having me, excited <laughs> to, to be here Absolutely, you know, uh, just like about, right before we went live the whole internet shut out <laughs> in the office and we're like, what just happened? And then we have Nate like, guys, I, th- I think it was me. No, no, it's never your fault. It's never the guest's fault. It's always our fault. Man, thank you again for hanging tight and, and you know, being here with us. <laughs> no, it's so funny
2: because I go on a lot of podcasts and if my internet cuts out, I always feel like such an amateur. People are like, oh my God, what is this guy doing? He's been on so many podcasts, he can't even get his internet to work. So I'm thankful that, that it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good. You know? And I think that's
1: part of the challenge of... You know, with all these virtual meetings now, it's going to happen. The (laughs) the internet goes out sometimes. So what better better way to deal with it than just laughing about it? So, Nathan, for everybody listening out there, you know, who's Nathan Hirsch and how did you get to where you are right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm a longtime entrepreneur. I I really have never had a a real job outside of some internships where I really learned that I I hated working for other people. So when (laughs) I got to college, I started hustling. I started a textbook business, which turned into an Amazon business. From there, I tried to hire college kids to help me grow that business. and, And that was an absolute disaster, which led me down the path to hiring my first virtual assistant who was amazing, and I then made some not-so-great hires. I spent years learning the good, the bad, and the ugly when it came to virtual assistants, coming up with a really good hiring process. And when I finally did that, my life changed. Not only did Mm. I sell over $25 million on Amazon, but I was able to start another company, FreeUp, which is a marketplace marketplace, four freelancers and grow it to eight figures without an office, without U.S. employees. Just me, my business partner, and 35 virtual assistants in the Philippines. And we were able to to be acquired at the end of last year by one of our clients, which is a whole other story we can get into (laughs) if you want. But now um, I'm on a mission to help other people do the same, teaching my strategies, my tactics, my processes uh, through my new venture, Outsource School.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And the 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 first thing that comes to mind is, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of iteration there, you know, uh, trial and error in all these things that you've done. But I'm curious, you know, were your parents entrepreneurs? Like, how was it that you came into this world? You say you didn't want to have a job, but that thought must have come from somewhere.
2: Yeah. I mean, my parents were both teachers growing up. So (laughs) I was definitely in the mentality that I was going to go to school, get good grades, get into college, uh, get a job after college, get some health insurance and retirement package. And and that would be my life. And so I, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, my parents are both retired right now. They did a great job saving and they're, they will, I guess before COVID they were traveling the world and and doing their whole retirement thing. Um, But I just knew early on that that just wasn't for me.
0: Yeah. That, I I love that. I I think there's like some stuff because I also, You know hire a ton of college people And I had A pretty interesting experience Like I I thought that That process was so painful I got some people That were like Really really good And obviously you know That was in the Fitness industry Brick and mortar right So it's really I don't think I could have Hired a VA you know In another part of the world For that part of the job But I feel the pain On the hiring And I remember Just going through that And as we started To build our own business I was like I was just so reluctant On starting to hire people Because that process Was so painful So like what what like what what do you see like through your own experience like where there like certain elements that you were like man like i don't want this to happen is this the way it is can i change it how am i going to change it
2: yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is turnover, right? Like once mm. you invest time, energy, and money to someone, you want them to stick around. And hiring college kids or interns or, or anything along those lines, yeah. you're, you're really crossing your fingers. I mean, who knows what they want to do for the rest of their life when, when they're in college? <laughs> I know I didn't. You guys probably didn't either. No, no and idea. from there, I, I never want to be someone's second priority. When I was hiring mm. college kids, School is their first priority, and rightfully so. They're they're paying a lot of money to to go to college. So I want to be someone's number one priority, and I want the investment that I'm going to make in them to stick around. And I learned that by having the opposite happen. I would train someone for six months, and they would quit on me, or they would say, oh, sorry, I can't work during busy season because it's finals week, and, and I wasn't there priority. So yeah. through trial and error, I kind of learned what I needed as a business owner. And now I hire teams that, that don't want to leave it all. When I started free up, the same VAs we hired in the first month of Free Up were with us when we sold Free Up four years later and are still with FreeUp a year after we sold Free Up. So Amazing. that's what I'm looking for when I hire people. Yeah.
1: That that's awesome. You know and that just makes me wonder how do you, you know, translate that message and have these people your business be a priority for them, right? Because, I mean, let's be real, like, it's never going to be the same priority for you, for the business owner, as it is, as for the employee. Maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, I would love uh, if you want to challenge any ideas here, but it is, for example, Peter Thiel in Zero to One, he says, like, Mm -hmm. it is good to give, you know, maybe equity to some employees and stuff like that to keep them invested in the company, How do you go about, you know, making the business a priority for other people?
2: I mean, we didn't give equity to our virtual assistants. When we sold free up, we we took $500,000 from the sale and gave it to our team in the Philippines and made sure they were taken mm-hmm. care of. But before all of that, I mean, we get people to buy in. And whenever someone says, like, I can't hire someone because they're not going to care about my business as much as I do, yeah. I, I always cringe a little bit because, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess on an overall level, like, yeah, no one's going to care about your business as much as you are. But I've worked with some amazing people who love the business that they're working for me in. I mean, even with FreeUp, like I still talk to the people with FreeUp. They're still bought into FreeUp, even though I'm not there anymore. For years, they ate, slept, thought, like all about FreeUp. Like we made them buy in, and that's what we want out of anyone. And even with App Store School, like my virtual assistant Anna, she set up a, a monthly happy hour, which I just got off of, where we do a Zoom <laughs> call with all our virtual assistants, and they love Outsource School. They love helping our clients. They love talking to our clients. They love our Facebook group. They, they love working with with Connor and I. They like each other. They have the idea. They like building and growing, and mm-hmm. and that's what I'm looking for. So I, I don't buy the whole like people aren't going to buy into your company. I avoid people like the plague that that only care about money because there's always going to be someone else that can pay someone more than I can or any business owner. There's always someone else who can pay your your virtual assistant more than you can. So I look for people who care about other things, whether it's self-improvement, being a part of something bigger than them, leadership opportunities, stability, whatever those other things are. And I try to build a team around that while also making them own that or not making them, encouraging them to own the systems, own the process, encouraging ideas and feedback and, and sharing when we're having a good week or a bad week or how projects are going, even if it has nothing to do with their team. So that all has to do with getting people to buy in at a very high level.
1: Yeah, Dude, I just wanna say this here, <laughs> I'm gonna chop this part up, right? And I'm gonna listen to it multiple times, yeah. take notes and then relate it to what we're doing with the people that, that is working with us in our team, Absolutely. just to make sure we're taking the right steps. Cause this right here, what you said, I think it's a, a recipe for success for any business, right? Because, yeah. hey, we wanted to do everything when we started. Let me do everything, <laughs> right? And it got to a point where you realize I cannot do everything. I need to find someone that's going to yeah. help me out with certain processes, right? And like you're saying, like it's not just about the money, right? Like people want growth. They want to feel that they fit in in, in, in your community as well. Yeah. So all these pointers that you just give
0: – I really want to encourage people to write them down and see if they're doing those things. Absolutely, I I think what you what you sharing with us, Nate, right now, it, it's it goes hand in hand with what we you know chatted the other day with Marley Jackson, Hervey, the publishing pyramid. We talk about you know we talk with a lot of people that are starting to publish, right? They're like about to start creating content. And of course, you know, they want to control their message and stuff. And and we laid this thing out where you start with your message, then you start being consistent with your message. But then after a while, right, you you need to start adding different pieces to grow your content, right? And these mm. might be like the resources, right? And and to scale, you might need a team. So this, is, this fits perfectly there because as you start to looking for people to, you know, take over the processes for you, uh you know it can be intimidating like we had it right like right now we we have an amazing team and i think they're so invested in what we do and the message and the stuff and it's just a blast just having a call every single morning and see how they're doing right and and it's just like took so much of our plate so for those are like at, at that stage like how do they how how do you deal with that internal fear because i had it like i was like man like when it's time to hire we like postpone it for like a month two months and we're like man are we are we really ready like is this gonna like it was such a painful experience at first and luckily we found somebody that was like the guy right um and i think like luck had a lot to do and and the way that we presented that offer but how do you deal with with when you when you're starting that process with that and how do you encourage people to actually take the leap
2: yeah so the first thing I, I try to get in people's head is the risk is a lot smaller than people think. A lot of people are scared because it's their mm-hmm. business, it's their baby. The average virtual assistant cares so much more about providing for their family, keeping as a client, getting referrals, staying on whatever marketplace you hire them from than they do about hurting or jeopardizing your business in any way. And I mean, I've hired hundreds, if not thousands <laughs> of VAs, never had a serious issue The risk is a lot smaller than people think, and the risk drastically goes down if you build a relationship with the virtual assistant that you're working with. I mean, I fired people and they didn't want to hurt me, I didn't want to hurt them because we built a relationship and we treated people well and we treated people with respect and we got them to buy into the business. And Mm. from there, you kind of have to understand that you're never going to hire someone on the exact right day that you're supposed to hire someone, you're either Mm. going to hire someone too early or too late. And the absolute worst thing that's going to happen if you hire a VA too early is you're going to lose a few hundred, maybe a few thousand dollars. And that's if you just haven't proven the system or proven the business or the concept uh, yet and you just hire too early. Yeah. But that's a lot less than the opportunity cost of hiring late. If I waited until month eight and all my businesses start hiring people, I would be so far behind every business that, that I built. There's a large opportunity cost. So. You're never yeah. going to get it right on the same day. Hire early rather than hiring late. Avoid miss, or avoid that opportunity cost. And my last thing is you have to remember that, that I didn't wake up one day and hire 35 full-time virtual assistants. <laughs> that's, that's just not how it happened. I, I hired one person yeah. for five hours a week, got five hours of my week back, increased their hours, hired another person, and built from there. You can start small and you don't have to hire full-time.
1: I love that. I love just that last. I mean, I love everything, but that last <laughs> point is key because I feel like yeah. people think they need to go all in 40 hours <laughs> a week as soon as they start. And I think you can start with very simple tasks. Like you said, they're going to give you your time back so then you can focus on the actual activities that move the needle forward. Right. And I also, I really love the hiring early because. I feel most people and I know we were one of those we looked at hiring someone it just strictly as a cost right it's like oh it's going to cost us this and now I see it as a as an investment right is like you're investing in this person so then you can get a return right and the return is not going to come that same day or probably not even that week right but once you approach it like that I think it's easier for you to you know kind of like accept the concept of okay i need to hire someone i need to get someone on my team because i know the return that's going to produce on the long term have you had any I- i'm curious you know what are your thoughts ar- around that
2: yeah so for me and i and if you can't tell my brain kind of works in steps um <laughs> so i i like to learn how to hire first so at Outsource school mm-hmm. we teach people how to interview onboard, train and manage And Mm -hmm. then you decide where are you in your business? Is it more important for you to get your time back? And that's stuff like customer service, bookkeeping, having a VA run your inbox, run your calendar. And we have playbooks for all of these, but like a customer service rep isn't really growing your business. Now you could argue that maybe they save you money on refunds or or save you money in other ways, but the goal is for you to not do customer service as the owner of the company or someone that you're paying $50,000 a year, not to have them do small tasks. So, But the other side of it, which is the fun part for me, and and you kind of alluded to it, is there's ways to hire virtual assistants to get an ROI. I hire VAs to get me on podcasts, to do lead Mm -hmm. generation, to run partnership programs, to do influencer outreach. There's endless creative ways. And those ways, although we give our members playbooks and and strategies that have worked for us, sometimes you need to tweak those and test Mm -hmm. those and, and one of my favorite things to do with virtual assistants is throw stuff against the wall and see what works and double down on what's mm. working. So yeah, it, it kind of depends on where you're at in a business, learn the fundamentals first and then figure out, do I need my time back or do I need to grow? Or maybe you need both of them and then you can start hiring accordingly.
1: Huh. Yeah, I've, I'm interested, you know, I mean, you said kind of like here for people to evaluate, you know, what they need first, but in your eyes, right? what do you think it should be the first the first couple tasks that you should give a VA once you hire them.
2: Yeah, I mean, every business is different for me. In my last two businesses, the two tasks that I've gotten off my plate first are bookkeeping and someone to run my inbox. And there's a a reason behind that. First of all, I'm not very good at bookkeeping. If I do bookkeeping it's gonna have to get redone anyway. <laughs> yeah. Any time that I spend doing bookkeeping is time that I'm not spending growing or creating my business, which is what I need to be focused on in that first year mm. and I need those reports to, to be accurate in order to make correct business decisions based on accurate numbers. So mm. I hire a bookkeeper, it's affordable five to 10 bucks an hour. You don't even need them full time at first, five hours a month. I actually hired bookkeepers before we even had any revenue. We just said, hey, we're hiring you five yeah. hours a month. Help us set everything up. And once we get revenue, you get the ground running. And the second is someone to run my inbox two hours a day. You can even do it a little bit less. I, that just keeps my focus on, on what it should be because I'm most productive right when I wake up, like from seven to 10 a.m., I, I'm most productive in my day. I do whatever the most important project mm-hmm. is that day. I don't do podcasts during that time. I don't have other meetings during that time. Yeah. Uh, and if I wake up every day and I'm in my inbox in the first hour or two a day, which a lot of entrepreneurs do, mm-hmm. that's that time adds up every single week. So I hire a VA to wake up before me clear out my inbox, leave any important emails for me. I wake up, I answer a few emails, I hit the ground running every single day. And for me, that allows me to stay focused and avoid the distractions in that first few months. And then I build on from there.
0: That's so amazing. I, I, I've noticed a pattern and you, you mentioned it, right? Like your your brain works in these steps, right? And uh, you have been able to identify these tasks and then you're like, you know, you measure like, okay, is this actually beneficial for me for my business? If yes, you know, or if it's not, is that something that I can delegate to somebody else? And and when we first start, you know, when we first started BizRose about five years ago, we were like, okay, we got to do everything, right? It's like everything <laughs> is important. Uh, but then as you start moving forward, there's some things that g- g- get some traction. There are some other things that move the needle forward right in your business. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing those tasks. And um, it took us a while to, like, identify and make that shift. Was it the same for you? I remember a story. Then you were on Josh's, you know, podcast. And uh, through college, you saw books and you, and, and then Amazon stuff. And then you're like, man, you got to a moment where you're like, I cannot keep doing this thing. Like it's just taking too much of my time. And then what was that process for you? Like what was like what was going through your head? Were you were you scared? Were you like challenged? Were you like how how did you start to look for that solution?
2: Yeah, well <laughs> To answer your question, now is a lot different than back then. I mean, now I've kind of been through a lot. So when I get a a large list of tasks, I'm decently good at just being like, hey, this goes here, we do this first, blah, blah, blah. And same thing with hiring. You accomplish a step before you move on to the next step. If I'm hiring a customer service rep, Mm -hmm. the first thing I do is – make sure they understand my business, ha- pay them to learn my company, test them on my company, and only if they understand my company do I move on to the next step of training. I don't want to train someone and then realize they don't even understand my business. So understanding that steps now is a lot more natural. To go back then, I mean, it was a lot of trial and error. What really happened was I was making a good amount of money. I selling products on Amazon. My parents said I should probably pay taxes, which was a good (laughs) idea. So I met with an accountant and the accountant said, when are you gonna hire your first person? And I shrugged him off, I said, why would I do that? That's money out of my pocket. They're going to steal my ideas. They're going to hurt my business. No one can do it like I can. That, that, that um, It's like, faster if I just do it myself. Like all the standard stuff that everyone says about hiring, I was there and, I, and the accountant just laughed in my face. And he said, you're going to learn this lesson on your own. Okay. And. And sure enough, my first busy season comes around, the fourth quarter where Amazon goes crazy and people spend tons of money on Amazon. Mm. And I just got destroyed. I was working 20 hours a day, social life gone, grades went down and I worked my butt off because I'm a hard worker and got through and mm. survived and the business was alive come January. But again, I missed out on a huge opportunity cost. If I had more people, I would have sold more more products. And I, I thought to myself, I can never let that happen again. I need to start <laughs> hiring people like right now. And then yeah. I set out on a mission to learn hiring, just like other people set out on a mission to learn marketing or, or learn finance.
1: Wow, so- <laughs> I, I, I love it, you know. I, I love the accountant too, not gonna lie how he <laughs> said, you're gonna learn this at your own pace, you know, <laughs> and then you can stumble across that opportunity. Um, I, I, I love it, man, and I love this this topic of the VAs and let me tell you why. Because a while back, we, we knew we needed help, right? And we are from Venezuela. And the economy in Venezuela has gone downhill, you know, absolutely terrible. And there was a point where we we're like, dude, like, let's hire someone from Venezuela to help us out. And I was having conflict personally with, I don't know if I can just pay them, you know. Five dollars an hour right when here in Florida uh in the U.S. the minimum wage I don't know exactly how it is but it's like eight nine right let's say and I'm like I don't know if I can do that I felt bad with myself right and for me it took a change of perspective right my brother came and he said like don't don't look at it like that but look at it as you are actually giving that person in that country an opportunity to even make more money that what they would be able to do there in Venezuela and I was like you know what? I think you're right. And then I was reading Shoe Dog, which is, you know, the Nike's memoir by Phil Knight. Just read that. Great book. And, yeah. And there's a part that he talks about, you know, opening the factories um in Asia. And th- there's a lot of people that criticize that, right? That criticize, like okay. they call it sweatshops, all that stuff. And it's funny because like for me, I was like, he's giving such a massive opportunity for the people that live out there. And it's about perception. Of course, people here are like, we would love for everybody to Mm -hmm. be able to, you know, win the the same, make the same amount of money. Um, But he said, I'm giving these people an opportunity. And then in a new book that I'm reading, psychology of money, the guy says, you know, while people was criticizing the sweatshops, right? In the, in, in Vietnam, let's say a kid, a, a son of a lady that worked in the factory. He was saying, "Well, you know what? My mom used to do before working in this factory—prostitution. So mm. for them, for that family, it's a huge opportunity to make, you know, m- make a living. Now they're probably making, you know, way be- better money, and now you don't have to, you know, sort of go to the the dark side of things, right? So." I know there's a lot of skepticals out there about hiring VAs and, and, and all that because what I just shared with you, um, probably they, 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 they're thinking the same way that I used to think. What would you tell them, right? How do we change those beliefs? And yeah, I, I'm just curious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean
2: here's the deal in the field. I hire mostly from the Philippines. The minimum wage in the Philippines is $12 a day. So it's not very tough to beat that. We start most of our VAs at five bucks an hour. When we sold free up, we had VAs at 20 bucks an hour. um, Some of them. And, and I mentioned the bonus that we gave them and there's other factors too. traffic in the Philippines is terrible. When I was in the Philippines, it took us 45 minutes to drive a mile and imagine doing that every single day. They have large families. They get to work from home. Um, There's other things as well. Mm -hmm. And and to keep in mind too, is no one's telling you how much to pay people. You can pay people more or less than what I recommend. My thing is, I make sure people are 100% happy with yeah. what we are going to pay them. That's my key. Yeah. 100% happy. If they're not happy, we're not going to hire them at that rate. And I've had plenty of VAs who have had other clients than me and I've gone to them and I said what's it going to take for you to drop that other client and they give me a number and I pay them that number and they drop that other client so it I try to create win-win situations and there's other stuff besides money as well like my virtual assistant Anna she works 4 hour set schedule 4 hours flexible schedule that's a pretty sweet setup for for someone who is used to working a corporate job that's 9 to 5 with traffic and, and yeah. all of that so you can Figure out other ways to make it a win-win uh, for virtual assistants. Yeah. So, so
1: I, awesome. I love the win-win mentality there. And like you I mean it's crazy. Yeah. $12 a day, that's the minimum wage in the Philippines. So that the opportunity, you know, businesses like yours are presenting to people out there, and it's it's incredible. You know, literally it's like decentralizing a little bit the economy, cause now you're helping people from all over the world.
0: Yeah, I mean the 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 implications of <clears throat> this practice of, you know, hiring VA for to help your team and then in their country, um, you know, we're going to share a little bit of a story with our team, right? Our team is mainly in Argentina and they're mostly Venezuelans, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, we have that in common like and, and the way that we found it was completely luck, honestly. Yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, Argentina is going through a very precarious, like, economic situation and then with the virus, like, they're just locked up. And in several of the conversations that we've had every single morning, because we do a daily, like, hurdle, right?, They're like, dude, we are so thankful that we have an opportunity of consistent work, right? They're like, that's so much value. And you know- uh, Rafa, Jose, and Mariana, if you're listening, we love you forever. But like that's the thing, right? That, and and for them, that means so much. And I think it, it, it brings perspective, right, to the conversation that fonsi was saying, what you were saying of, like, what are those elements, right, that we can add so much value? And it's just not a monetary, like, thing, right? Like, we, we now started to do trainings, like, in-house trainings. Tomorrow, we have the first one. They were, like, asking for it. They're like, guys, teach us more. Like, we want to learn more. And that has a ton of value, too. So what are the systems, like, that you... Through Outsource school, too. Are those systems that you guys put in place for these companies that uh, kind of work with you guys? Is that a, an important element? As in, after they hire, what happens?
2: Yeah. I mean, I like to break down hiring into, we call it IOTM. It's interviewing, onboarding, training, and managing. And there's some steps even before interviewing. Like if you go to OutdoorSchool.com VA calculator, you should probably figure out your budget before you start interviewing people. And we give you a, a <laughs> yeah. tool to do it. And there's some other things that if anyone grabs a free trial of Outdoor School, we, we walk you through what to do before you start interviewing. And so then once you've interviewed and onboarded, which is before you start, then it comes down to training. And we want people to avoid what I call the training trap, which is when you do one-on-one training with someone for a week, and then you realize they're not very good. And then you're in a tough situation because you just spent a week on them. Yeah. And do you give them another week to you start all over and throw away that week? Mm. So we want to teach people to, to do that a lot better and to value their time better with good SOPs. And then from there, it comes down to managing because our whole thing at Outsource School is we wanna hire we wanna teach you to hire other Annas. Anna's my rock star VA. I want other people to be able to create teams of Annas. I want you to be able to do it quickly. I talk fast, I work fast, I move fast. I don't want you doing four hours of interviews. <laughs> I want you being able to quickly and efficiently interview and onboard someone, then I want you to train them in a way that values your time and, and where you own the systems in your business. Because the reason that I was able to sell, I should say we, my business partner and I, were able to sell uh, an eight-figure business is because we own the system. We had great SOPs that passed due diligence. So I want to teach other people to create those. It's not hard. It can be done. You follow process. And lastly, once you've spent this time setting all that up, you have to reduce turnover turnover just Mm. crushes small businesses it destroys them it can set you back six months or so so we want to teach you everything that goes into managing which is everything from meetings to getting them to buy in to bonus and raise programs all everything that we've learned for the past 10 years our advanced strategies our tactics and that's where our community comes in where People that join get access to, we do coaching calls every Wednesday. We have a group that's very active. People post their questions, situations that come up. We want to help you eliminate and reduce every potential issue because we've seen all of them. And that's really what Outsource School is all about. Yeah,
0: that's awesome, guys. And if you go to OutsourceSchool.com and uh, you use the code BISBROS, I just got this yeah. message like 15 minutes ago from Nate. Uh, you guys will have a 10% discount. Is that is that right? Is that what it is? Yeah, so we're actually running a promotion this week—the first time we've ever done it—where you can actually
2: join Outsource School month to month. So you can wow. pay ninety-seven bucks a month and just join right away, get access to everything, and pay per month. You can't use a coupon with that, so there's no discount there. You can yeah, go ninety-seven bucks right. a month. If you want to use the coupon, you are normally it's nine ninety-seven a year to join Outsource School. Use coupon Bizbro, you save a hundred bucks. It's eight hundred bucks a year. And you're locked into that price going forward. So if we raise up the price to $3,000 a year, you're still locked in at $800 a year going forward. So that's you a- can decide if you want to pay 800 or go month to month for the 97. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, thank amazing. you so
0: much. We're going to leave the links in the description. All yeah. you got to do is like slide down. I, I would love to like start transition. You have a... a well, like yeah,
1: more- yeah, I have a question. I don't know where your transition is going, but I do <laughs> have a question because something that really you know stood out to me was the 300 podcasts that you've been in right i mean
0: you read my mind again but it's like every every time okay it looks like yeah i guess we're
1: brothers (laughs) so you know what i'm curious and what is your process because i know obviously that's a va process in there for you to get into other people's podcasts and build awareness on your brand on your business i think is genius absolutely amazing so, of course, I'm, I'm not asking to like, walk you like, step by step, but if someone is, is trying to build a system like this, what would be step one and two maybe for them to start building such a thing?
2: Yeah. And for people that just want my exact system, we have what we call the podcast outreach formula, which is $400 on the Outsource School site. Or if you join Outsource School for the 97 bucks a month or the 800 for the year, it's included along with all our other systems. Go but say no brain out. No. Go it,
0: say no brain out. It's, it's done. We've done go. it. It's done.
2: It. It's done. It. It's done. But bottom line, we t- first you need to know what types of podcasts yeah. you want to go on. And it's just like creating a customer avatar. We essentially create a podcast avatar or multiple podcast avatars. Then we teach virtual assistants to do research and find other podcasts. You can do this in different ways. You can do it by searching iTunes. You can do it through finding other people that go on similar podcasts as you, you can do it through directories, but we have systems that will quickly teach your virtual system to do it. And then it comes down to what is your pitch? How are you reaching out to people in our podcast outreach formula? I give you the exact pitch that that I use. And then it comes down to actually maximizing the podcast, because a lot of people will get on podcasts and it won't, Get them the result they want well there's certain things you should do before during and after the podcast and we share those as well so it's all about training a virtual assistant to identify your podcast that you want figure out the best way to contact that podcast send a good pitch and then if you do get that opportunity maximizing it once you get on
1: i love it you know i want to relate this to content a little bit you know can kind I of like build a bridge there because something that I, the the underlying message that i'm hearing here is consistency right like build those processes and then be consistent with them and that is something that we found out with content right we wanted to publish we wanted to put so much content out there but we were just doing it like in bursts right like oh this week we posted something then we wouldn't post for a month and then wow let's you know let's put all this content out there and it wasn't actually until we were consistent that we're starting to see in results. And I'm sure it's the same way with this, you know, maybe week one and two, you won't get those exact results that you want, but the more you do it and consistently, like you're gonna start seeing, I guess the compounding effect, right? You're gonna start seeing more results
0: every single time. Yeah, Wait. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Nate. You can yeah, go. no, you're, you're absolutely
2: right. I mean, consistency is key. I, I don't really do anything for like eight hours a day where I just work on projects for eight hours a day or reach out to podcasts for eight hours a day. That's just not how I do anything. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have too much ADD or whatever to, <laughs> to work like that, um, but I like to break stuff down. So, I'll spend 5 minutes a day on something, I'll spend 10 minutes a day on something, and I'll just do it 5 days a week, taking weekends off, and then you look back in a year and you're like, "Man, I accomplished a lot. I built a lot. I went on a lot of podcasts." That's so, awesome. what, and I made a post about this like I with free up, I woke up every day for 4 years, not every day, 5 days a week. Um with 3 podcasts to reach out to, 3 leads to reach out to, 3 potential partners to reach out to, 3 blogs to reach out to, and 3 influencers to reach out to. And then I would just reach out to them. It would take 10 minutes. I would, I would. they would give me either their email or their social media link. Open the link, quick message. Open the link, quick message. Open the link, quick message. And boom, 10 minutes into the day, I just did a bunch of positive outreach. If I don't yeah. accomplish anything else that day, I, I've at least done a good outreach. And then I move on with my day and it doesn't take me that much time. Yes. And it's not like I wake up one day and like, boom, my business has grown. Like because I just did that outreach, but over time, that consistency gets you in a lot of different places. And your SEO goes up. Your brand goes up. More people know about you. More influence promote you. And then you look back in a year and you're like, man, my business is all over the place.
1: I, I, wait, ooh. gong moment right here. Gung moment. Okay. This was what we call a golden boulder right golden here, man. Bolder. Not even a golden nugget. Golden boulder.
0: So, dude, two, two, two things, right? One awesome thank you for sharing that That, that, that's incredible right a a lot of the times we think we have to like go through like the massive output like you said like eight hours a day we're the same we cannot do the same thing for eight hours a day right and it's just that approach of like 10 minutes a day 15 minutes a day how can i set up my systems so i can do that consistently over time right and then and then get that traction and opportunities are going to come up right and we talk about you know how to be that uh, like the outgoing guy online not only you know not only with the content with the multiplication of your message but also with these things, right? How do I put myself in front of opportunities to make things happen, right? If we're not proactive about doing this and then your systems and VAs can help you get there. Now, the second thing I want to chat is you have a unique approach to content that I've noticed in the last few days since we started connecting, right? You, I think you engage. We, we call it content conversations. You engage with every single comment, like DM, you're there. You're engaging with the audience. Was it always like that? Is it you? Is it a VA? Like what happens? You know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's me. It's so funny because you have to remember, I came from the Amazon space, right? Like there's no content in the Amazon space. At least when I was doing Amazon. Now you can kind of sell off Amazon and all that. But uh, when I first started FreeUp, I I woke up one day and I said, you know what? From this point forward, I'm gonna post content every single day. I'm gonna plan it out early in the week it's going to like the post that you see today were written days ago, uh, (laughs) but it is me like copy, paste, send, whatever. And I just did it. And when, when, when something, when a post didn't take off, I would just delete it. No one sees it, no one even knows it are there. When something did work, I would learn a little bit from it, try to make something else like it. And then all of a sudden, like six months later, I'm at a conference and someone comes up to me and they're like, Nate, can you teach me how to become such a good content marketer? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not a content marketer, like I'm not a marketer. And so it really comes down to, again, which we already talked about, that consistency. Yeah. For those of you listening, every day going forward, post content and learn from it. If the content gets zero engagement, Delete that piece of content. Don't write something like that anymore. Yeah. Focus on the stuff that's working and consistently keep going forward. And you'll figure it out. I'm not special. I don't have an MBA. It's not rocket science. Uh, it's content and figuring out your message. And even figuring out your message is something that you have to work on. I mean, with free up. We had an mm-hmm. awesome sales pitch. Like, I could, I got asked to present just about the sales pitch, but I didn't make that sales pitch in like week one of free yeah. up. It took the first yeah. year of free up to figure it out. And even now, with Outsource School, we're figuring it out. We have a lot of stuff, a lot of value adds. We've got um, the hiring process, we've got our SOP library, we got our software, Simply SOP, mm-hmm. we got our group, we got our coaching, so much stuff. We're still figuring out that message. We're yeah. only in month five. So wow. it, it comes down to figuring out what that is. And the way you do that is by, Throwing stuff on social media and seeing what people think. I've even thrown on social media back when I owned FreeUp. I said, if you were the CEO of FreeUp, what would you change? You want to learn a lot about your business and what people are thinking? Throw that post up on Facebook and see what people say. That's the kind of stuff. I want information. I want to learn. I want to get better. And I want to use social media, not just to throw stuff out there, but to get information and to improve my craft.
1: Wow. That's, I I love it, you know, and... Dude, I'm, I'm mind blown. I, I think it's amazing what, what you do and what you're sharing with people. Fonzie, don't often get like speechless. <laughs> Nate, you achieved the impossible. And it's because, <laughs> you know, I I was and I I feel like I still have part of this, right? Where I'm afraid of delegating, right? And it is so important when it comes to running your own business. Like you have to delegate a lot of the tasks, right? So- I'm curious, for people out there to get a little bit inspired, you know, how much time have you been able to get back? And how are you spending that time? (laughs) I
2: mean... With free up, but the last year they built me, they built me two thousand hours a week. I couldn't work two thousand hours a week if I wanted to. So that, that's a lot of time, and, and and then it comes down to what are you going to do with that time? I mean, there's certain, there's certain parts of my life where I'm okay. I need to focus on growing this thing and building strategy and sales and marketing expansion. There's other times where my fiance I should spend time with her or with relationships or with yeah. family there's other times where I want to learn something that has nothing to do with business I'm learning the Vietnamese on the side so awesome. you what you do at that time is up to you I wouldn't do it a hundred percent business but you got to right. get that time back first before you can make those decisions
0: so yeah. cool so cool so outside of like people already going to outside school that's action point number one <laughs> action point number two Right. What what would be something that you would recommend for people to do today that they they can get some traction, you know, in this, you know, VA world, in this, you know, content creation, the way that you do it world? What is something that they can get a quick win and create that momentum forward?
2: yeah good question i mean for me it's about education i mean what can you teach Mm. people make posts and just teach people stuff (laughs) like that that's really what i do i like when and then whenever i learn something new i'm like how do i turn this into a facebook post to teach other people so that's where i would start don't start off hard selling people or pitching people starting off just educating people and see what people react to what people like what people
1: don't like i love it the other day i came across this phrase It, it said you don't become an authority by learning, you become an authority. By sharing it, so right there, that's a, that's the perfect example right there. Thank you.
0: That's awesome. So now we, we noticed you also have have a podcast. Obviously, you've been in more than three hundred shows out there. Yeah. Where would you be if you did not publish?
2: I actually don't have a podcast anymore. It was, I did have a podcast. It yeah. was sold with free up. So free yeah. up. Oh, wow. I that
0: podcast. not free up. Uh, owns it. <laughs> uh, sorry, what was the question? So. <laughs> Now, well, you've been in 300 episodes too, yeah. like in more than 300 shows, and you do your own type of publishing, you know, the way that we just chatted about. Where would you be if you did not publish?
2: Where would I be if I didn't publish? I don't know. I'm, I'm here. I'm in Orlando. I'm, I'm moving to to, to Denver. I'm, I'm online in different spaces. Like, people can follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. I'm pretty active there. I mean I, I don't know. I'm still here working on my business, regardless yeah. of like what I say or what I post or, or what's going on there. Yeah. The, it's not just me on social media every single day. I, yeah. I'm working with my team Absolutely. where we're trying to grow a company and social media is just one piece of the equation. I
1: mm-hmm. love I love the focus, man, that you have. Mm-hmm. The, the the drive.
0: <laughs> Sweet man, dude. Hey, this this has been incredible yeah uh, mind blowing I, ho- I hope th- I, I don't hope like this is gonna help so many people out there that are probably in very similar positions how can people find you how can people connect with you how can they learn more about Outsource School
2: yeah, go to outsourcescool.com, check it out. We've got some awesome just free resources for you, a VA calculator, a case study. Uh, we got a free trial. We have that promotion going on that I told you about for 97 bucks a month or use coupon codes, code bizbros to save 10% on the yearly membership and feel free to connect with me on social media, Nathan Hirsch on Facebook or LinkedIn, real Nate Hirsch on Instagram or Twitter. You can schedule a call with us right on the site if you want to chat with me. I'm I'm pretty active. Reach out to me. Shoot me a message. I love connecting with other entrepreneurs and appreciate you guys having me on.
1: Dude, thank you so much. And I encourage people to go to school.com Just...
0: Just sign up. That's that's it. Just go sign up, <laughs> man. It, it's gonna it's gonna save you massive headaches uh, and and time. I think time is is massive. One is they're gonna like walk you through what you need to do uh, to be able to be successful at this and and just it's that ease mind. I, I believe you know after yeah. chatting with you Nate, like is that is a mind that allows you to, to move the business forward? If you've done it with a few companies already. You're doing it again, and, uh, and it is so so awesome to watch. So uh, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the contents, bro podcast go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media that's right and if you find this episode impactful which i am sure you did because nathan was
1: amazing don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review thank you see you guys